Hey, I'm Veronica. Hey, I'm Casey, and we are so excited that you are here with us on the Thriving Mompreneurs podcast. Yes, motherhood comes with so many different stages, and each stage looks a little different than the one before. Here, you will find perspectives, tools, and advice on a mama in the toddler stages and in the teenage stages and anything in between. So if you can relate to either of those, you are in for a treat. Are you a professional multitasker? Well, turns out it is possible and we are experts at juggling all the things. Do you find yourself waiting for this mom and business thing to get better? Are you ready to start feeling excited for every day? What would you be able to do if you were energized and present in your home and in your business? We have been there too. Mom guilt, the mental load, exhaustion, you name it, we've been there. And the truth is, being a mompreneur is hard work. And that's okay. It wasn't until we started working on ourselves from the inside out that we started to see major shifts in our lives. You can thrive in every stage of motherhood and business, and we are going to do it together. Each week on this podcast, you will learn how to turn your mind and body into your greatest asset. You will feel seen and heard, getting to know other hardworking mompreneurs, and you will get tangible tools on how to implement changes immediately to create harmony in your mind, body, business, and home. Let's dive in. Today, we're going to get a little more raw and a little more real with you on this episode. And before we do that, I first want to say that I truly believe the idea behind the thriving mompreneurs in that you can thrive in every season of life. But what happens when you don't feel like you're thriving? What happens when you don't even know or feel you're able to get to the next season because this one feels so heavy? Casey and I have been there. And in fact, we are both in that very season. And we wanted to share that with you in hopes that you might feel a little less alone and a little more encouraged. But first up, uh, we wanted to welcome you to join us over in our growing private community, The Thriving Mompreneurs, where you can stay connected with Veronica and I. But we also just want to connect you with more driven business and family-minded women. So hop on over to the link in the show notes to join us and check out all the resources that we have over there for you. And don't forget to invite your friends. All right. So today we are getting real and honest with you about where we are at. Yes, even as thriving mompreneurs, some seasons are just hard and we feel not enough people are talking about it. So here we go. So I'm glad that we decided to talk about this today. Um, Just a little behind the scenes, Veronica and I hopped on to record today and we're both in a little bit of a challenging spot and we were trying to figure out what exactly we wanted to talk about today. And we decided our heads weren't in the game to talk about anything else because we (laughs) wanted to talk about the elephant in the room. Um, And that's like what you do just when life is just throwing you curveball after curveball after curveball. And it just feels like no one gets it because you're stuck in this place and you just feel really alone. And I just, I hope that, you know, one of the listeners, somebody out there kind of hears what we're saying and takes a little nugget of wisdom from today um, because it will make me feel better about the hard spot where I'm in right now, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And so one of the big things I wanted to talk about today, um, in regards to when you're in a tough spot and that can be anything I, and I know specifically, um, for myself, I'm in a, not only stressful time in my life, um, but I'm also grieving the loss of my father. And I truth be told, did not think it was going to hit me as hard as it is. 
and it's coming in like waves and it's really hard to know when it's going to come. And so I'm really struggling with um, that loss of control and having things hit me when I'm not expecting it, like work, like if I'm at the hospital um, or whatever. And, um, you know, for instance, I actually um, went recently in the airport. I went down, my brother was getting married. My dad wasn't going to be there. You know, so there are a lot of feelings about that. In the airport, I walk out, my daughter has to go to the bathroom. So she goes into the bathroom and is standing outside waiting for her. And this man walks up and he's waiting for his wife. He literally looked exactly like my father, Mm. like was wearing the shirt and a similar hat that my dad is wearing in his obituary photo. And I was like, man, and I couldn't stop staring at this man because I'm a weirdo. I'm like, keep glancing. And I finally, like when I, she came out and we were leaving and I just turned to him and I said, I'm not a weirdo. I just want you to know, like, I, I know you caught me looking, but, and like, you just look, I just lost my dad and you look just like him. I was literally crying. I'm sobbing a stranger in the airport. I'm like crying. And this man was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I, it was so, it was such a weird encounter, but one that I'm actually grateful for because it really felt like my dad was there a little bit, but it also felt like it was okay to be feeling that way. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was sort of accepted by this stranger. (laughs) I know that's, Mm -hmm. that's like a weird story, but I guess the point is it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to be in that space and to need the time to grieve in the time, um, you giving yourself that time is not bad. I know we, as women, sometimes we can feel guilty a lot about different things and taking time for ourselves can be one of those. So that was really the, one of the big things I want to talk about today. Yeah. I think that is really beautiful because there's so many times in life that you just meet people and you have no idea what they're going through. Right. But like, it, it is really beautiful to be able to open up to just a complete stranger and almost like share that. Cause you know, they, he doesn't know anything else about you. He probably doesn't even yeah. know your name. Yeah. And yet he, you probably left a really impactful, you know, I'm sure he could relate to what you were going through, whether he knows of someone, whether he himself, and it's just, it's great that we get to connect like that. And I have a, a similar story where like, you know, grief just kind of comes in waves and you never know where it's going to come. And, um, so I, me and my husband have been struggling with fertility issues for a few months now. And even just like saying that out loud is weird because I know some women have been through it for years and we've been through it for, for months. I'll say that. Um, and we recently experienced a loss and I remember thinking I was fine. Like it it was our, it wasn't our first loss. And so that was kind of my story that I was telling myself, like, I've been here before I'm strong now I can do this. Yeah. Well, I was working with a functional medicine doctor and I went to go pick up something. Shoot. I don't know. We were working together on something. And I went to ask her a question on like, like miscarriage support and could not stop crying. Like I said the word, like we had a loss and I just like, like blacked out. And and this poor front desk lady was just so, so sweet. She was like, I'll pray. Like we are praying for you. And like, was just so, so nice. Um, but it was just, it just is so interesting. Like you said to like, and I was kind of embarrassed about that moment the rest of the day, but like like thinking back and like thinking about that connection that I made with her and just getting that empathy and that love from you know I hadn't met her a couple times before but just like being greeted with that when your heart is kind of heavy is just it's a really beautiful thing that we as humans get to do um, to kind of help each other through hard times like that yeah I, I think that's really interesting because I 
was, I think I spoke in last week's episode about how sometimes asking for help is, you know, it, you're actually giving a gift to someone else. And in this case, right, you're, you were not necessarily asking for help and support, but it's what you received. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that person felt very good for being able to offer that. Right. So it's a two way give and take when, you know, someone is in a tough spot and somebody else can offer a hand and that Mm -hmm. can look a million different ways, but, um, you know, it's, I just feel like that's a beautiful gift that we can give each other. It's just part of the human experience, right. Is about connection. Mm -hmm. And I think forget, sometimes we forget that because we're so in the like day to day and moment to moment, you know? Right. And I think it's, I mean, you know, I, I would feel that me relate in the sense of just being really strong women that we don't normally do that, but we're in such heavy seasons that, you know, it, it, we, we would have never had those encounters previously without going through some of these things. So I'm not saying, you know, what we went through is good or whatever people a lot of times times say, but I do think that there is always good that can come of it. And like you said, that support and that connection that you wouldn't have otherwise had is just really, really beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that guy is thinking about me from the airport. <laughs> he was probably <laughs> like, what is going on? But I'm still thinking about him. And I think I I yeah. can picture what he looks like right now. I mean, it was just so strange. And to have, you know, that support from a stranger is is meaningful. You know what I mean? I can mm-hmm. carry that now moving forward. And, you know, on that note, thinking for the listener, like if you're sort of something to take away from kind of what we're saying is, you know, if you can think back to a time when it was really hard, something was really hard, it could be, you know, high school and assignments that were really challenging. It can be college and a friend issue or breaking up with a boyfriend or something as big as a loss. Like we're talking about any of those things. And if it was hard for you, and you made it through, it's just simple math. It's proof that you can do it again. And so mm-hmm. I think we can get really bogged down in it being so hard that we don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And there's beauty in also understanding. I don't know what to do, number one, but number two, it's going to come. I'm going to figure it out because history would show that I can do that, that I'm, you know what I mean? That I can find some, the, the answer is not really what I'm trying to say, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm going to find the path, I suppose. Yeah. That reminded me of the time there was, um, I think like a Bible verse or something that I saw that was like, you will get the strength that you need to have, like when it happens, not a moment sooner. Right. Um, and, and it's so true. Like there's things that me and you have both been through that we just didn't think we would be able to get through. And it's like, oh, we, you know, we've before we've gone through it before. And just like you said, we'll get through it again. And yeah, that's really beautiful. And it kind of also leads us into our second point of just asking yourself what you need in this season and not what you think you need, um, what you actually need. Casey actually made this point and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so relatable because (laughs) it's so, I I feel like, especially as coaches, we have all the tools, right? We know the, the X, Y, and Z that we need to do. And sometimes none of those are the right answer (laughs) because we're just trying to like force healing when you don't necessarily need to heal in that specific way. So yeah, I I think it, that happened to me this week. I think I was telling you earlier that, you know, this week, everyone in my, I'm, I'm not often alone in my home and everyone like kids went to school, husband went to work. 
I had a day where there was nothing on my calendar while everyone was away, right? Not know where I had to be. And Mm -hmm. I did a few things and then I put in my headphones and I listened to an audiobook on the couch with my cats for two hours. And I, you know, because I just needed to, I needed to like not do anything. Mm-hmm. And that sounds really great. And the coach in me wants to pat myself on the back and say, awesome job for showing up for yourself in the way you needed. And then on the flip side, I'm like, except I laid on the couch and felt guilty the whole time because I wasn't doing anything, so to speak. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's totally normal to have that like dichotomy of, um, uh, in yourself, you know, you, even you might know the tools and sometimes you can only half access them because of where you are and giving yourself that space and that grace to have that moment is important. And, you know, in this case for myself, I didn't execute perfectly, but I can kind of, I, I knew it even in that moment and I knew it, you know, looking back, I'm like, okay, like I didn't execute that perfectly, but I did do something for myself. You know what I mean? I did at least lay on the couch, which is what I needed. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think too, like as, and I think I've brought this up in other episodes too, as coaches, we, like I said, have the tools, we're teaching other people how to use those tools. And I also feel like even as clients, if you have ever worked with a health coach, you, or a coach of any kind, you kind of get in this connection with this coach, hoping to just get to the destination, right? We're like, we are getting support so that we can move past the season and get to the end. And it's really, I think what we're talking about today just proves that you, there is no destination. Like it is about having the awareness to realize that you're feeling guilty the whole time. I mean, you could have laid on the couch and not realized that your mind was completely somewhere else thinking about how guilty you're feeling, but you at least acknowledge it, acknowledged it and are aware of it. And it'll probably be even better when you go to rest in the next time, you know, like it's a continual process and no one's a pro at it. We're all just doing our best and using the tools that we have at hand. It's simply just about having as many tools as you can and understanding that you may or may not use them depending on what you're going through in life. Yeah. I mean, you know, feeling guilty certainly never helped anyone and it's certainly, it's not helping me. Um, and, but even knowing that it's a, it's a habit like anything else that takes time to break. It takes time to Mm -hmm. um, unpack why in fact you feel that way. You know, what has like, it usually comes out of family dynamics and societal dynamics and all these other, all of your life experiences up to this point, you know, and I have to say like, if somebody I've been through a lot, I'm 45 years old. I got a lot of things under my belt. And (laughs) I, if somebody listed out some of the big things that have happened to me, in my lifetime on a piece of paper and said, this is the life that we're giving you here. I'm not sure I would have taken it. And I'm not (laughs) sure I would have thought that I could, you know what I mean? Like me of say 15 or 18 or 20 or whatever. I'm not sure I would have thought I would have been capable of even what I'm, what I've done thus far and what I've Mm -hmm. overcome. So um, that being said, turns out I'm pretty strong. I can do a few things. So mm. I kind of have to remember that, you know, I, I, I think it's normal for, as a human to kind of forget that about yourselves. We all are that way. And yeah. that's why I say that uh, we're all that way. We are all strong people, you know, um, you don't get to whatever age you are by not being able to do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. One hundred percent. And I could say the same thing about my, I was actually just talking to my mom about this last night which is crazy about how 
it's like generational for my family, right? Like I was talking about my dad's past, which is horrific. And so like, I don't like to compare my past because it's not as bad as his past, but at the same time, I'm like, it's pretty bad. <laughs> like we, Isn't that funny? Things. That's funny and how we so, do that. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like, I was also using these tools that I have of like, oh, well, I can't feel that bad because there's worse. But then it's like, no, you don't heal through not, you know, not acknowledging that it was hard and that it was, you know, bad, some of it. And so, yeah, I think as we, the reason we don't celebrate those milestones is because we try and and play them off and be like, well, it could have been worse, you know, and it, it could have been worse, but also it was hard and it was still pretty bad and you still have to process through that. And so it's just crazy that we're talking about this because literally last night we were like having this like, it was like a monologue, but also a dialogue because my mom was there and we were just kind of like <laughs> comparing yeah. all these things that have happened. <laughs> well, sometimes I think it's good to have those types of like conversations that are pretty one-sided in the sense that it's, I, for me, I'm an external processor. So those kind of conversations yeah. are really helpful for me. Um, me too. And so, you know what I mean? Like, it just helps you. Like when you say it out loud, you're kind of figuring it out as you go and you're like, oh, I know that thing now because I just said it, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's great. I mean, I've been doing a lot of things that I normally wouldn't do in the last two months. I've actually eliminated some things that I know I should be doing, but I just can't right now. And I've started doing some things that I'm like, well, I don't know if that's serving me so well right now, but it's (laughs) patching me up for the time being. And I'm just sort of like (laughs) in that like hibernation phase. And I think I was telling you, I've been, listening to, um, a lot of audiobooks. I haven't been doing a lot of podcasts. Usually I'm always learning something and I'm taking all this stuff in. And right now I'm reading like raunchy romance novels. I'm like listening to them, which is, it takes it up a notch when you're actually hearing somebody say <laughs> the words. It's so bad. It's like so embarrassing. And then I'm like, eh, you know, it's like a little escape for me. Like it's, yeah. it's patching me up for right now. And then I'll go back to learning something, you know, in a month yeah. or whatever, but right. allowing yourself that space to just be like, you know what, whatever, maybe you need a bubble bath every night this week. Maybe you need more walks or maybe you need, you know, to like go out with your girlfriends more or whatever it is. It's like, I, I feel like we tend to box in what self-care looks like and what it looks like as women to do certain things. And I guess my point is just, it could look like all kinds of things. It could look like taking a nap and it could look like raunchy novels. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. <laughs> yeah. Or takeout. Or takeout. Yes. <laughs> that's, girl. My, that's my thing. Takeout. <laughs> and I also am like realizing that I'm doing some like mind numbing. Like I, I downloaded Candy Crush the other day. What? <laughs> nice. What? You're like, what's what happening? am I doing with my <laughs> I like deleted it off my phone finally, but I really truly like I had a couple of phone games that I just was like caught myself doing randomly. And I was like, okay, I've had some time to like numb out and just like pay attention to anything but my problems. So now I'm ready to like dive in and actually like get going. And so I feel like that also segues into our next point, which is healing is still progress, even if it feels slower. And um, I just think everything that we're talking about falls in line with that because, you know, with the audiobooks that Katie's been <laughs> listening to and the games that I've been playing on my phone, um, and I'm sure I'm, that's not even like the takeout and all this stuff. It's like we can see, we can look back at the season and be like, man, that was just a bunch of bad habits that we just kind of restarted. But at the same time, like, I don't, I would consider that our brains just really needed a reset button of, of just like doing whatever felt good in that moment, 
so that you can have the ability to be like, okay, this is not what I want for myself anymore. I've, you know, I've been here and now it's time to get to the next step and get back into the things that we know we're capable of doing on a daily basis. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, um, the, the biggest part for me in these, I, I appreciate that you use the word numbing because that's definitely, I've been watching a lot of Netflix too, like I'm just tons of stuff that I just don't normally do. It's not like I don't watch TV, but just more than normal or I'm like, and partially because I've been traveling a lot. So I'm watching it on my phone. I'm like, what is happening that I'm looking at Netflix <laughs> yeah. even on my phone? Um, but I watched a couple of like, good shows. Even I, don't there? <laughs> I don't know what is going on, but I, I, I think just numbing out and, and in the moment, knowing this is what I'm doing, recognizing right. it and acknowledging it and saying, I am allowing myself this pass for a period of time. And right. then there's going to come a time when it's done. And when right. it's done, thank goodness, I've done all this work up to this point. I have all these tools that I can then go back to and start back on the consistent things that I know are good for me. Um, right. and you know, and again, it's not like I'm not doing anything that's good for me at this point. And I'm just, you know, off right. the rails and going bananas. It's not that it's just like, I think giving yourself and, or someone that's around you, you know, because it could be that you see this behavior in your friend or your partner or your, you know, right. your child and giving them the support that they need instead of making them feel bad. Um, right. cause I get a little bit of that from my husband sometimes, cause he's not in the season I'm in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, look, right. man, I don't know, but I just know this is what I need today. You know, right. so have, uh, maybe it's, if a listener is the person that's going to be offering support to the person in this season, um, or vice versa. And now I just lost where I was going with that, but I just feel like allowing yourself that time is never a bad thing. Cause it, mm-hmm. it might be a week for someone. It might be six months for someone. It might be a year. You know what right. I mean? Cause it just depends on you, your capacity and what's going on. Mm-hmm. And to think about it from like a nervous system standpoint, like the fact that you're, I mean, we just described freeze mode of the nervous system response, right? Like where our bodies are frozen in this time and we're just doing what we can to get through. And so I think that is why it's so important to allow that because your body, I mean, you could either go along with it and, you know, download the things and watch the things or whatever. Or you could push past it and end up missing this opportunity to give yourself grace and to understand how your body truly copes. I mean, there's so, there's time, there's seasons where I've just been like, whatever, I'll just keep pushing through. And now what maybe would have taken a week for me to just chill out turned into like three months because I went into this big depressive episode of like, I don't know why I'm so sad. And, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. and so yeah. it's like, I feel like you have to feel that eventually you're either going to feel it right away or you're going to push it off and feel it even harder the next time. You're, either way, your body's going to catch up to you is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I agree because I've been struggling a lot with anxiety um, over the last three weeks or so. Um, so it's not exactly directly tied to the big events that have created the situation I'm in, but it's almost like everything compacted and got to a point where it built that now my body is reacting because I'm having, you know, what anxious anxiety feels like for different people are different, but for me, it's like a pressure in my chest that like butterflies, but it, it happens in my chest. And I will have that when I'm just literally sitting around and I'm like, mm-hmm. what is happening? But it's because your my nervous system is like completely heightened all the time. Yeah, it takes the time. literally nothing 
to put me over into that space. So, you know, this weekend, uh, and I'm in New Hampshire in the mountains and actually when we're done recording, I'm actually alone, which is rare again. Um, and I am going to go outside and walk outside because that is one of the things that I know, like dials my nervous system down, um, is nature. So just, you know, knowing those things, it's like observing, like, oh, I see this thing happening. And instead of judging it, Mm -hmm. I'm like observing it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's perfectly said. Yeah. I think that's a big deal, right? In any, when you're looking at any habit or any thing that you want to change is like the first step is observing it. And the more you can leave the judgment out or train yourself away from that judgment, Mm -hmm. the more progress you're going to make more quickly because the judgment is where you get all jammed up. Well, and I was even talking to a client about this literal thing the other day about how, you know, there's two different roads that you can go. You can look at something objectively with no emotion and that is going to get you data so that mm-hmm. you can create action steps. You can't create action steps out of emotions. And then there's a second thing where I'm like, the only time I allow y- emotions into this equation is when I'm celebrating, is when I want you to feel proud of something of the yeah. accomplishment you have. But even then, so I told, I literally explained this of like, okay, so you're at this, this destination, you're looking at this thing. And if you're excited about it, you walk through the door of emotion, you celebrate, and then you walk back out because you have to analyze it and understand how you need to to move forward still. So you still can't have emotion be the ending point, And you most definitely can't ever let it have like be the beginning point. We have to have this lens of objectivity of, you know, things like the numbers that you're working with, the literal situation that's taking place and not like what you feel is taking place. And, yeah, I was going to say not what you think. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The story that you created about it and being able to shut that emotional door, only open it if you're going to (laughs) celebrate and then get back out of that door so that you can move forward. I actually really like that analogy. I may steal that from you because I, I feel like that's one of those things where like you, it's really easy to wallow in it. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, if you find yourself wallowing, because I get it. I also do that. I, t- it feels good sometimes to wallow, right? It feels like you're yeah. like, you feel righteous. You're like in your anger <laughs> or your jealousy or feel validated. Yeah. But at the end of the day, again, going back to the observation and observing like, oh, I see myself wallowing. Isn't that funny? I wonder why I'm doing that. Getting more curious, curious. about why you're in that place is really the path forward every time. So you know, I, I'm doing more of that. Um, and also giving myself a little bit of a pass to be mm-hmm. off, you know, off task a little, that's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. okay too. Well, I don't know about you, but I feel like we both got lighter in this conversation. So I, I think hope so. the listener <laughs> did too. <laughs> um, and just to kind of wrap things up today, just wanted to re- remind you that it's not a one size fits all for stress or grief. We want to encourage you to take what you need and leave the rest. We really hope that today you found something that you can relate to and a helpful nugget or two. We will see you next week on The Thriving Mompreneurs. Well, Mama, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here with us again this week. Before you go, please make sure you hit that follow button so you get notified of all the new episodes that are coming up and head on over to The Thriving Mompreneurs Facebook community and join us there. 
In our thriving community, you will be connected with other business and family-minded mamas looking to feel fulfilled and energized within their lives. And you will be able to start implementing some of the tools we talked about right here on this podcast with some amazing accountability. All right, mama, we will see you at the same time, same place next week. And remember, you were made to thrive. See you next time.